Well, hello and welcome to Book Talk. And Book Talk is hosted by Jenny Sparks and Nolan Crabb. And I'll get out of the way in just a second. I'm Bill. And I just wanted to tell you real quick, if you want to read books, be sure to check out at TuneIn Premium to TuneIn Radio. They've just added 100,000 audio books. So if you're interested in books and they're running a special right now, it sounds like I'm getting a commission, but I'm not, for $39 for a year. Not only do you get all the sports you want, but you get news, talk, music, and all of that good kind of stuff. But you get 100,000 Audible-type books, so you it's all you can eat. It's a smorgasbord, so be sure to check that out. Go to tunein.com and check out that special because it's ending soon. So, Jenny, you take it away, and Nolan will start talking, but I just had to put in that special real quick. He stole my thunder. That was one of the things I was going to tell you all about. Oh. But he did it, and he probably did a better job than I did anyway. So, Jennifer, what? do you have the book share news? Yes. Okay, just making sure you have that. Yeah. So, Which, so I guess since Perry mentioned it, I will tell you that if you book share sent out a notification last week that if you are an individual paying member, not somebody that gets a free membership from a library or from someplace else, that their annual subscription is going up to $79.99 a year in May, and you will have a maximum download limit of 150 books a month instead of 100 and according to their press release, they haven't raised their fees in 20 years, and they have over a million books, so that's not bad. But if you don't pay in May, it won't hit you until your time comes around to renew. Right. Whenever your subscription would renew, when you renew it, you would renew it at the new price. Right. And there is something on their website. I don't know if you saw this, but if you want to get a uh, 25% discount, you can go on their website starting in May and uh, sign up for that. So that's our little techie news. We'll have more throughout the weeks of things going on. But um, Jenny and I have been added as bard testers for the... um, I guess now just the Amazon player because Google's going away from that space. So we'll be telling you about that as we go. So Nolan and Beth has her hand up, Nolan and, and Jennifer. You guys can go to her whenever you want to. So Nolan, what's going on with you? Haven't heard from you yet today. And maybe we won't. <laughs> Is he muted? <laughs> Let's go see if he's muted. Here, I just asked him to unmute. So maybe he's okay. Somebody's muted him. Or be not unfortunate and got caught in the recording thing. (laughs) Well, I'm going to fix him. I'm going to make him a co-host if he can't get unmuted here in a second. So that'll solve 
those problems, maybe. Sometimes that recording thing hides, and if you don't gets in his get, way, the right spot, you can't because you have to say hit that got it button so you can unmute yourself, and then it'll automatically unmute yourself. I've gotten trapped in that little circle before. Okay, guys, I finally thanks for making me the co-host and and allowing me to. Thank you. I got trapped in a team chat thing. I've never seen that. <laughs> And I really was over here busily, busily pushing buttons. I apologize. Well, no um, problem, but we, we know how to fix a problem, I think. Yes, you do. Sometimes. I, as always, you, you have always been the guy who rescued me. And once again, you've done it, and I'm grateful. Wow. Ooh, okay, once I breathe again, <laughs> normally, it's just that can, that can get you as adrenaline pumped as, as running the five-minute mile, I tell you. that's uh, Oh, gosh. All right. Let's so what do you what think of the changes to Bookshare? It's well, it's going to drive a lot of people away, in my judgment. It just it's inevitable. A lot of our folks just can't come up with, especially with, you know, eggs at six bucks a dozen or whatever they are these days, and things going wrong at the, at the uh, grocery counter. A lot of our folks just aren't going to come up with that kind of money. Well, and, fortunately, uh, there's a lot of public libraries in different states that offer... Like free memberships to it? Yes. Uh, the Library for the Blind in Ohio does, so I am I managed to scoot in on their dime, and I'm grateful. Otherwise, I just wouldn't be able to pay it, frankly. I, I would be one of the ones who would say, guys, it's been fun, but catch you all later. So, but you can't blame them. I mean, I, I understand. Yeah, they haven't I understand. raised those prices in, in years, maybe decades even. I don't know. But there's only so much money you've got for, you know, exactly. per budget. So, you know, you've only got so much. But then again, it's it's hard to say. You know what yeah, I mean? It's tough. It's tough. There's Joni, so. All right. Uh, do we want to take that raised hand or do we want to uh, get started here with a couple? Uh, of if you wanted it is Beth. Her hand is raised. She's been, and now we have, we have Joni that has raised her hand. So. All right, let's, let's take Beth first. She's had that hand up a while. Okay. I wanted to, I want to thank you. I want to thank the, the people who are talking about the 25, was it 25% discount on the Bookshare? Yeah. Oh. I, I, yes. want to, I want to thank yes. you for that because I think I may have to apply for that. Because I want to make sure that I can still afford to have books here. I got it for myself in October as a birthday present from me to me. <laughs> nice. Very nice. So I thank you all for that so much. And I'm I'm getting closer to being finished with this second um, orphan train book, this Jody Headland one. Oh, good. And hoping that I can find the third one, but Bard doesn't seem to have it yet. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that Bookshare does. Yeah, that'll be hard, an interesting search. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, good to know about that, that discount because you'll need every penny of it. <laughs> <to> <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Very good. Thank you. Uh, we have other hands up out there? We have Joni's hand up. All right. Let's take that one. Uh, Hi, guys. It's Joni. Oh, Joni, how are you? Oh, well, I have COVID. Oh, I'm sorry no. to hear that. That's not good. No, it's not. But anyway, uh, I want to tell you about the Bookshare 
thing because what I decided to do is my membership ends in September. Mm-hmm. So I figured, what could hurt? I'm going to call them and I'm going to find out if mm-hmm. I can buy my membership for, you know, starting in September mm-hmm. at the lower price. Mm-hmm. And they said I could. Nice. And they said that a lot of people are doing that. Of course. So it's hard to get the money together, but it's better than $80. Gosh, yes. So yeah. Yeah. That's what I would tell you guys. Well, that's good that, to know that that option is actually viable. That's that's helpful. Good. Thank you. Well, it looks like we have a DB reviewer coming in. You are connected to computer audio. We may want to have you mute there, please. Excellent. Thanks. Um, any other hands up, Perry? I don't. I should be looking. At no, it. right now. We're good for now. Okay. Good deal. Nope. Well, no more hands. Once again, everybody, welcome, and uh, I'm Nolan. It's good to have you all here, and Jenny's already spoken up, and so that's who we are. And uh, presumably you know who you are, so that's good. Um, This program is pretty much dedicated to talking about books. It's what we do. We we review them. If we've read them, we talk about what uh, might be coming up in in the near future. We talk about stuff on bestseller lists. And every couple of weeks, we do a buddy read discussion. Next week, the buddy read will be Lessons in Chemistry. And uh, Bonnie Garmus, G-A-R-M-U-S, is the author of that. And I've already seen one really favorable review uh, from a dear friend of mine who uh, doesn't just toss out uh, happy faces for every book he ever reads. So if it's good, he'll acknowledge that. And if it's not, um, he'll let you know that too. So that's a good sign. If, if he liked it, then it's got to be probably a, a fairly impressive book. I have not started it yet. I'll be the first to admit that. I am trying to finish working my way through Where the Crawdads Sing. I have not read that. I'm probably the last living American who hasn't read that book because it seemed like it was a real barn burner back when it was released. No, nope, you're not the last American. Oh, ever. good. <laughs> I've never heard of it. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was a, it was a, it took the publishing world by storm, um, way back in its uh, day, 2018 or 19. And Jane, I see you have a hand up. Let's. And so let's now go ahead I'm going to blab go, away here. Go um, ahead. I enjoyed where the crawdads sing, but I'm going to tell you a book I enjoy even more. Okay. And it's called Under the Bayou Moon. It's out on Bard, and the author's name, I would have to send it to you, Nolan. That's fine. We can look it up. It's an incredible story, very refreshingly told, about this young woman who leaves Alabama just after World War II, and you only only hear references to World War II occasionally. Okay. But she says, I'm not staying there because all the men who come home just want somebody to kiss them goodbye, give them their (laughs) breakfast, and welcome them home. And I'm not that person. Mm -hmm. I want to be my own person. So she trots off to Louisiana to a little itty-bitty town called, uh uh-oh, called Bernadette. Yay! Um, To teach. She, She was the one in her family who got her. So there's this young woman in Bernadette, Louisiana, where most everybody is Cajun, and speaks limited English, so she has all kinds of things to contend with. But then, of course, in the bayou is this wonderful, mysterious alligator 
And it's almost albino, so there's some spirit talk there. There's lots of family interaction. Um, Lots of families went missing in a previous hurricane, so there's hope and healing, healing that that heals, not just that makes you perfect, you know. It's pretty, it's it's a delicious book. So I'm recommending that one to you. Um, it, it well, has thank a, you. Yeah, it has a Sounds lot like of a... feel, a lot of feel of um, uh, building history, building connection, getting rid of oil pigs, um, greedy people. Just a, it's a, it's a very delicious book. So I think I'll shut up now. And you said it's under the Bayou Moon? Yeah, under the Bayou Moon. And if you want, I will. I'll disconnect for a minute and go. Email oh, don't worry it. about that. We can find it. That's fine. Okay, under the Bayou we Moon. Can find it. Farming. Farming. Anyway, we have other hands up, don't we? Yay! I think we have one more hand, don't we? Eight one eight. Now it three hands up at this point. It looks like. Hello, uh, Bill. Oh, we've got Don and Sandy. Yeah, North Hollywood. Yes, uh, I have a couple of things here. Uh, one of them is a, a book uh, talk about, and the other is an event here in uh, Los Angeles. Uh, of course, uh, Sandy and I were members of the uh, Braille Institute here in Los Angeles. And uh, this week, or the week of the 26th, I should just to be sure. Yeah, eight days. Uh, uh, Wednesday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. We're having, uh, every year about this time, we have an open house, or Braille Institute has that, for the Los Angeles uh, Braille Library. And uh, this year, uh, we have an author, his name is Jeff Moyer, uh, oh, yeah. an author, musician, and patron. And I'll talk uh, about him more in a second. Uh, other things that are happening for anybody who might be coming by this way, uh, uh, they're also having a uh, an L.A. poet laureate named Lynn Thompson. She's going to be speaking. And uh, Braille has a new interactive mural uh, for the kids and stuff. And uh, uh, we have a couple of people who are going to talk about that. Uh, Megan Whitmarsh, I believe her name is, and Carla Toome. And uh, we're also going to have uh, some other programming. A couple of local jazz musicians from the Braille Institute are going to uh, have a program also, a little short one. Well, anyway, so uh, the thing is, uh, guess who the MC is? Uh, yours truly. All right. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Uh, anyway, so uh, getting to this, uh, this fellow, uh, Jeff Moyer, he is a, uh, a multimedia sensory uh, animal. I'm getting to the wrong place here. Anyway, he's a uh, an author, uh, author advocate for the blind and disabled. Mm-hmm. He's written over the years a number of books. Um, his current book, which he's going to be talking about during the program, is called uh, uh, "What Is That, Sandy?" Um, grit. Grit. Yes. Yeah, so grit. Uh, oh, grit. <laughs> I pronounced it wrong. And it's a biography of uh, of. Um, things that people have to go through sometimes that are disabled. He has a, uh, what little of the book I've been able to read so far, he has uh, a brother that is mentally disabled. He he was disabled, apparently, his vision, uh, he lost his vision due to measles. This was back in the 1950s, and it's, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, his parents are totally clueless about it. They keep thinking he's faking it. (laughs) 
So anyway, I guess eventually uh-huh. they finally did get the word, but we'll find out. Well, that should so anyway, be a good the, uh, let me see if I can find the, uh, uh, oh, the uh, book is uh, Grit, as I said, uh, it's DB104231, if you want to read it. It's about 20 okay. hours of okay. stuff. So, uh, so far, it's very good. Very good. Uh, okay, so that's all I Thanks. have, Jim. Very good. Thank you. We appreciate that. And, and uh, Randy is next. Okay. So, Randy, if you want to unmute. Hello. Hey there. Hi. I just wanted to say um, Lessons in Chemistry is an excellent book. I haven't oh, finished it yet because I'm actually reading. I had to stop to read Secluded Cabin Sleep 6 on Libby because it's going to go away. Yes, they will, won't so, they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and that's another excellent one by Lisa Unger. Mm-hmm. If you like mysteries and thrillers. You know I do. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so. <laughs> so We'd love it if you could come back next week and be part of that discussion on on lessons in chemistry. I'm going to try. I keep forgetting about this. Well, I'll send out another announcement, even though I said I wouldn't send out very many. Uh, but I, I, you, I do. I keep do it one more week. And where the crawdads sing, I read yes. that book three times and saw the movie twice. So my goodness, <laughs> wow! I'm wow! I'm I feeling like a newborn here because I'm not even ten <laughs> percent through it yet. I'm enjoying what I'm doing so far, though, I have to admit. It's been a good experience. It is slow, but it's yeah, it's yeah. so beautifully written. And it's funny because I know my sister couldn't stand the book, but mm-hmm. yet she loved the movie. She loved so. the movie. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Huh. Well, thank you for that. And we hope, and hope that you can come back next week to talk about that book. That would be helpful. That's yeah, interesting. I'm, that would I'm be the first movie I've ever known of that was better than the book. Isn't that interesting? That was her opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it was good, too. I don't know which was better because I liked them both so much. That, okay. And it was pretty true to the book. Oh, good. And it's on Netflix. Oh, so. interesting. Okay. Very good. Thank you. All right. Appreciate that. I'll try to come back next week. I hope so. Yeah, we'd love to have you back. Um, Jane has left the, the meeting. Uh, however, her book, Under the Bayou Moon, its order number is db one zero nine. One five one. Once again, DB one zero nine one five one. The author is Valerie Fraser Lues. I'm not sure how she pronounces this. It's L U E S S E. So, um, if you need that order number, there it is, and uh, that's that's that author. Um, any other hands? I don't think there are. We are any. caught up. All right. That's first time today somebody's been able to say that to me, and it actually worked. It was actually true. <laughs> been one of those kind of days. <laughs> I'm. I, this is a stupid tangent. I apologize. I'll be quick. I am trying to study hard to get a Zoom text uh, certification, and I am really struggling with that thing. I just. I got the Jaws one. I, I didn't even have a. Didn't even study for that test. I just went and took it on a lark to see if I how bad I failed, and I passed. Um, not so with the Zoom text one. So. I've been running behind all day. All right. Um, do you want to go first with the review, or do you want me to? Um, well, you can, doesn't matter. I, I'm ready, or you can go. How go you do it? Either way, why don't you go ahead, because I've mouthed off a lot. So Okay. Um, this book is uh, that I want to talk about today. Well, all three of them, they go together. It's a trilogy, and you have to read them together because of the way this lady, uh, it's there by, by Ellen Hildebrand, and the way she writes these, you have to, if you're interested in it at all, you have to pick up the next book and read it 
And the first one is called um, Winter in Paradise. And it is about Irene Steele and her two sons, Baker and Cash. Irene's been married to this gentleman. He's a a financial whiz, and he takes his business trips, and he does all these things, and and she has a job, and, and that's good. And then he's off on a business trip, and he's killed in an airplane accident. And as she begins to settle, find out, settle his estate, she finds out this man she was married to, there were lots of things that she didn't know about him, like that he had an estate in St. John. And so her, so Irene and her sons, Baker and Cash, go to St. John to see what they can find out about her husband. And they they find out all kinds of things. But Baker and Cash are characters themselves. Baker is a house husband. His wife's a cardiologist. And so he stays home to raise their son. And Cash was a key, a key, right, ski instructor in Colorado. And he had his own business, and his business starts losing money. And he doesn't want to tell his mom that he's losing money. Baker doesn't want to tell his mom that he thinks his his marriage is on the rocks. But anyway, they so they 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 go to St. John, and it's the book is about their experiences and and all the things they find out, and they they all go the the three books go together. The first one is Winter in Paradise, and and it is, uh, and then there's what, ha- let's see, what, um, what, did I, what did I do with the number? It's the number for it is DB92619. And the next one is what happens in paradise. And it is DB97048. And then the third one is Troubles in Paradise, and it is DB100979. And they are very good books, and you won't be sorry that you uh, read them together because, well, I I liked it so well that the way she writes the end, I had to read the next one to see what was going to happen to him because I really liked these characters. Outstanding. Sounds wonderful. So, are we up for a little non-fiction? <laughs> uh, maybe not. We are. Um, I hope so. It, that's not really often addressed on this program, and so occasionally we I don't mind kind of going in that direction a little bit. I finished this this week, and I absolutely loved it. It's called The Accidental President, Harry S. Truman, and the Four Months That Changed the World. The author is... A.J. Bame, and I'll spell his last name. It's B-A-I-M-E. That would be Albert J. Bame if you want to look it up under the full name. But A.J., I think, is going to get you there. If you are eligible to borrow books from the National Library Service, the order number is DB89835. Once again, DB89835. So you may feel a little reluctant about reading nonfiction. It may not be your thing. It may be hard or it may be... Maybe you think of it as kind of, I don't know, uh, something you don't want to do very much of or don't want to do in in long sessions. What I would tell you is that this author's writing style will turn most of that on its head for you. Uh, You'll become immediately involved in the book. 
he pulls you through the pages uh, with a real grace and and it's it's just very propulsive i don't know any other word to use um i read his earlier book about the election of truman over dewey and that was great also i'm not going to talk about that here in this review but i knew going into this that i would like this particular book because i really enjoyed that one um so this isn't a Truman biography, first of all. I know. Some of you Missourians out there are going to be disappointed in that. However, um, what it does is it covers the first four months between the day Roosevelt died and the days the two atomic bombs fell on Japan. And it looks at the Truman presidency during that four-month period. The author successfully argues here that those were among the most four, I'm sorry, among the most tumultuous four months uh, in, the, in the history of the 20th century, and he's probably right. He also says that some of the events from those, from that period still echo uh, into our lives today, and I think that's not uh, that's not wrong either. I think that's it's valid. Um, Truman didn't want this job first and foremost. He knew that Roosevelt was sick when he assumed the vice presidency. He got the vice presidency just basically out of a fluke. He was always known in Missouri as a failure, and his many of his businesses had failed. He became a U.S. senator from Missouri because of an extremely corrupt um, political machine. Um, they used to say that Truman was from the state of Pendergast, not the state of Missouri, because a guy named Tom Pendergast, who had the, the machine in Kansas City, essentially was the one who got Truman elected uh, into the Senate. And um, so when he became president, when Roosevelt died, he was just horrified that that would happen. He didn't want the job. He was reluctant to take it. Um, he had he he came to the top with no idea what was going on in the country because Roosevelt wouldn't tell him anything. They just excluded him completely. And so Truman had no idea that there was even an atomic bomb in development. He didn't learn any of this stuff until after he ascended to the presidency. So he was in, in bad shape there. Um, let me just give you a few bullet points of, of what happened during that four-month period, and then I'll be finished with this. The United Nations became a reality during that period of time, and Truman had to be involved in signing the charter. The Middle East was in, in uh, increasing turmoil. Problems were going on in what is now Iraq, and uh, there was a lot of talk about creating a special state for Jews in Jerusalem, and uh, that was beginning to be a problem on Truman's uh, you know, duty plate, if you will. The war in Europe ended, and, of course, we liberated Nazi death camps, among other things. That was a huge change. And the distance between the U.S. and the Soviet Union grew increasingly farther apart because the Soviets had decided not to allow the Poles to have fair and free elections. And that was driving a huge wedge into that once reasonably friendly alliance. Um, of course, the atomic bomb fell. Uh, just a, there was just a whole raft of things that happened during that period. Um, and again, I'll just say that it was a really impressive book. It pulled me into it and held me uh, spellbound, really, to the to the back cover. Um, he, instead of turning this into a page uh, a series of date, ah, dates and names, Bame tends to create almost novel-like uh, scenes. So he talks about uh, candles burning in various places and. All of these things. There's a whole section devoted to Truman's wife, Bess, who vehemently did not want him to be president under any circumstances. She absolutely hated the limelight, and she had very little to do with cameras or the press 
her daughter was their daughter margaret was constantly being criticized by the press and picked on which uh, drove truman to the point of quite hot anger on occasion um in any case that's called the accidental president harry s truman and the four months that changed the world a j bame once again it's db89835 Boy, what if there wouldn't have been a Harry Truman? Exactly. I mean, at that exactly. point in time in our history. Yes. And people, the American people, at least the first four months, fell in love with him. They saw that he was this really plain-spoken guy. He was this old, you know, country boy from Independence. And one of the great regrets I have when I lived in Missouri is that I never got to see the inside of his library over there. And I, I've often felt bad about that. But, but uh, yeah. you remember when he passed away yes. some 25 years later or yes. less than that, what, what love and what, how much he was thought of even then. You were right. There was in a huge bulletins And I, I realized you know, these weren't the times that we go through now, but how much love there was for Harry Truman. On every it, side of the aisle. It did not matter. I mean, you're right. That wouldn't happen today, of course. No, no, but no. But back then, it yeah. was. I mean, he was just plain spoken, outspoken, yes. said exactly what yes. was on his mind, and he happened to be in the right place at the right time in history. And do you also you'll remember in the early 70s, uh, Chicago released a song called America Needs You, Harry Truman, and it dealt with this plain spokenness, which was a huge contrast to the Nixon um, corruption and, and uh, stuff. We could play but it yeah. today. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you could. We still could and, and yeah. do well. You're right. Yeah. We have Pam's hand up, Nolan, whenever you're Go ready. Ahead, please. Yeah. Um, just for whatever it's worth. Um, I'll just give you a side note. I have, frankly, seen the inside of that library, and I've also seen they've got it roped off, but you can sure. also go through his home. Sure, yeah. And that would, it that is would a be sight cool. to behold. Yeah, the old piano, um, that would be amazing. I haven't I'm been also, to his library, but I have been to the Hoover one. I'm oh, good also, for you. I've not even done that. I'm also curious, uh, Nolan, when you're talking about presidents and vice presidents, I gave you uh, a suggestion a few weeks ago um, having to do with Irving Wallace. And mm -hmm. that was that was originally the, the name of the book was The Fan Club. Mm -hmm. But he also wrote a book that has to do with the presidency. The, there was a gentleman who was, I think, fifth in line for the presidency and everybody else was killed before him. The name of the book is The Man. Okay. By Irving Wallace. Okay. I do not know the DV number. I'm sorry. That's okay. We can look Man, that's a that's a good check. I can get that. Yeah, we yeah, can look check, that up. Look up that. Look up the um, the review on the, not the review, but the annotation on that one. Right. Okay. Under um, under Irving Wallace, the man. Okay. Great. Then we've got another caller, and thank you, Pam, from the state Thanks. of Missouri. That's right. Yeah. His hand is raised, and he's ready to chime in. Yeah, this is Gil. In San yeah, Bruce. Gil. Oh, hey. Uh, wanted to make note of one thing. I personally appreciate the announcements on the legend list uh, of the book talk shows. Uh, I appreciate all the announcers who 
uh, post on there uh, for their upcoming shows. So that's, yeah, that's uh, helpful, isn't it? I wouldn't mind seeing every week seeing a post on okay. there, but to remind yeah. me of book talk. But yeah, okay, that's just my opinion, I guess. All right, that's good to know. Uh, also, I wanted to mention that uh, I I noticed that uh, the next uh, Stephanie Plum book by Janet Ivanovich came out and was added to BART this week. Oh, and, very uh, cool. And I'm very much looking forward to reading that one. But, uh, I'll bet. Yeah, a lot of people I love that love series. love that series. But mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. So I'm, yep. I'm looking forward to that one. So all right, very all good. I have Thank, to you. Add today. Thank you very much. <laughs> one of my favorite books in that series, I think, was the, the one when the Oh, her friend Lulu goes on the Atkins diet, and she's running across the the street and the with the dog chasing her because she's got a pound of bacon in her purse, and because she was supposed to eat all that protein on the Atkins diet, so she's carrying bacon with her. And <laughs> there's there's some funny scenes in those books. I think it's your turn, Jennifer. It is. Oh, let's see. Well. I sort of hesitate to review this book. Oh, go for it. It was a good book at the time I read it, but I I don't know. People may not may not really like this book. It's it's called Change of Heart and it's by Jody Pickle. And in this book, um you know you never know you never know about people and what Sometimes you think somebody might have done something. Maybe they didn't do it, but they maybe they served the time for doing it. And in this in this book, um, Shay Bourne is a death row inmate. He's and he was convicted of murder, and he decides since he's going to die anyway that he. The the child that he murdered, his her sister is very is sick and needs a heart transplant, and he wants to donate his heart to her. But as he, they find out as he's waiting on death row that he has this strange ability to heal other other inmates that have things wrong with them, and he his attorney in order to be able to donate his heart, he has to be able to be released from prison. And this attorney is trying to, trying to convince, to get a retrial to to get the verdict changed that maybe he didn't do this crime. And, and of course he has, of course the, the mother, you know, she doesn't, She's against the idea, and anyway, it goes. It's it's the back and forth, and what happens, and how. Well, I can't tell you the, how it all ends, but but it's Jody pickled at her. She always takes a controversy and twists it and turns it around and makes you feel all kinds of things. At first, you hate this guy, and you're sure he did it, and then you find out that well, maybe not. He seems nice, and he can he can heal the and he's. Willing to heal these people, and I don't, I don't, I had, I don't, I had mixed feelings about the book when I read it. I liked the book, but I thought it probably was a little over the top and kind of unbelievable in the fact that I doubted very seriously that 
somebody who was bad, who was evil enough to murder a child would want to do that great and about face and, and decide that they want to donate their heart to their sister. So, I, I, you know, I, 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 it's a mixed review, I guess, is what I'm saying, but, but it was a good book. All right. Um, I finished in early March her book, Wish You Were Here. Have you read that one? No, I don't think so. It sounds familiar, but I don't think I read it. I'm like you. I I hesitate to talk about it just because so many people became upset by the ending, which, of course, I'm not going to go into here anyway. But um, as as long as we're doing Picot, um, it's called Wish You Were Here. And it's DB105742. Once again, DB105742. The Braille, if you want to read this in Braille, it's BR24080. And you can do that. It's out there. So the main character here is Diana. She is a super ambitious young woman who is sort of driven. Deadlines and checklists make her just happy. They They're kind of the the current that, that keeps her running. She has certain things she's going to do by a, by a specific age in her life. Uh, um, it seemed a little obnoxious to me, but you know, there are people like that. I'm going to look folks. When I was much younger in my uh, late teens, early twenties, I said, okay, I gotta, I, I gotta write a book and win a Pulitzer before I'm 27. Well, we all know that. <laughs> never happened. Uh, <laughs> so I can relate a little bit to people who have those these grandiose dreams in, in their younger years. She is such an individual. Um, her almost fiancé is a physician who works uh, in a New York hospital. He's a resident, rather. Yeah, at, at a New York hospital. And uh, she works in the world of arts auctions. That's That's her occupation. The two of them had always planned to go to the Galapagos Islands and look at some of the things that Charles Darwin saw when he was there. And in early March 2020, of course, they were going. But the strange, deadly new virus uh, that we're all familiar with, some of us more so than others these days, I guess, meant that the doctor boyfriend couldn't make the trip, and he urged her to go on without him. i got too much to do here. He said, I'm seeing these patients. We don't know how to treat these people. This is a horrible thing. You you go on without me. And... Uh, That'll be fine. So she does, and um, her adventures change her life. They, but then as you get closer to the end, things change dramatically in the book. I can't, I can't say any more than, than that without wrecking the entire book. I came away from it feeling cheated because of the ending, if you must know the truth. Um, I, I'm sorry I can't talk more about it with you. I would encourage you to read it just to see what really happens. It is very memorable. He's good at making you feel cheated, though. Yes, yes. Have you read uh, My Sister's Keeper? Yes, yes. I felt cheated in that one. Yes, I did, too. And and this is going to be a similar kind of a, uh, again, I can't, I won't go into all the ending, but the beauty, the upside to this is that Marin Ireland is the narrator, and I love her narrations. I think she just is top flight. She doesn't get into some of the, vocal fry a kind of a, approach that so many female audiobook narrators do. Um, she just does a nice, clear, straight read, and it's it's lovely to listen to her. Um, I finished it out of respect for her, if you want me to be truthful. She's, she's the reason I stayed with the book to the end. Hey, we've got, a, um, we've got Gil who wants to chime in. 
All right, let him. Let's let him on. Bring on. Go ahead, Gal. I think he's. Yeah, on I. Um, we, we were talking about uh, uh, the Crawdad Singh book um, and being way behind. I I this week just finished reading uh, the Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon. By oh, Stephen King. Oh, that was a good book. <laughs> yeah, it was a good book. I'm not much into supernatural or horror, either one, but that was a good book. Uh, he writes uh, child characters in particular so well, uh, and and that's just a prime example of it. And uh, I really, really liked that book. I think I read that. Is that the one with the little girl and the radio and the, the baseball yeah. game? Yeah, and she listens to the baseball game, and she uh, hallucinates Tom Gordon there with her to keep her reasonably sane while she's yeah. lost at woods for nine or ten days, whatever. Oh. Yes, that yeah, was really an excellent wasn't. book. And I don't even like Stephen King very much, so that's that's saying a lot for me. To I that read that whole book. Stephen King. <laughs> it sure was. Yeah, I'm not a super fan of Stephen King myself because he writes so much supernatural and horror. But uh, that was, to me, that book is a, somewhat of an exception. That's The Green Mile. So, yes, yes. Uh, uh, I, I also read, but uh, I, I really uh, thought it was so well written and uh, the character of the little nine-year-old girl was so well done. And I really enjoyed that, so... Wanted to share that today. That is an excellent book. Any hands up? Yes, we have a four, uh, four oh seven. Oh, excellent. So if you're in the four oh seven area, could go ahead and unmute. Hi, this is Shirley. <clears throat> uh, it's interesting that you mentioned uh, Jody Picoult because I I normally do like her books. I'm yeah, reading one right now. I'm having a, a difficult time with. I like it for the most part. But she she did something in this book that I just don't understand. Um, <laughs> it's it's historical fiction, I guess you could call it. It's called the Storyteller, and um, it's about the Holocaust. And okay. I um, I'm reading it for a book club, but I also um, have a tendency to read these books because um, my parents were Holocaust survivors. So interesting. It's uh, certainly an area that's you know subject that's very close to me sure uh, in my heart and everything but what I really don't like and I have another friend that's also reading it with me and I'm 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 not the only one that feels this way and I don't understand it she the, the basic story and everything that that goes in it for the most part um, is a very good story it's not easy to read obviously because of the subject matter but within the story she has another story um, one of the one of the people, one of the main people in the the story, um, wants to be a writer. So she has written this book, um, or at one point in time started writing this book. Anyway, I'm not done with the whole thing yet, so I don't okay. know if she ever got the finished or not. But okay. at one point okay. in time, she started writing this book, and this book is just it. It really detracts. Um, from the story so much, I think, well, you know, where she's uh, put things from this book in there that she's supposed to be writing, and it's it's very unpleasant. I realize the whole topic of the book is not necessarily pleasant, but this part just seems so unnecessary to me, and I don't understand, you know, why she's done it, but um, 
like I said, if you can get through that part of it and and either it doesn't annoy you as much as it does me or you can just kind of pretend that it's not there one or the other um Mm -hmm. you know the book itself is uh you know is really worth reading but it's one of those like jennifer said it's sort of hard for me to recommend because of what she did with this particular part of it and uh nolan i really really think that you're gonna enjoy i can't wait to hear what you have to say about this lessons in chemistry because there are certain parts of it that you are just gonna laugh that's what my friend said he just and i i just i just can't wait i i'm not going to give too much away but i just can't wait until you read about the dog they have in there all right just absolutely gonna love it it's so funny i'm gonna start it after uh after I get done with this Crawdads book, though. So. <laughs> oh, okay. And you're not the only one, by the way, that hasn't read it, because I haven't read it either. I haven't <laughs> read it or seen the movie, so you can put me in your count. Okay, good. <laughs> I feel, won't feel so Thank lonely. Thank you. Yep. Any other hands up? Let's say hello to Betty Gray, who just checked into the meeting. Thank you for coming in, Betty. I appreciate it. But, no, but, we do not have any more hands at this time. Okay. All right. Um, well, we got time for a, a quick review from me. I think we do. All right. I want to spend a little time with you on a classic book that is just absolutely well-known, and lots of us have read it. I didn't read it until the winter of 2019, so I was late to the party. This is A Tree Grows in Brooklyn by Betty Smith. That's a good book. Great oh, book. it's a magnificent book, isn't it? Yes. Um, the order number... There are several. DB10426, if you want the original NLS narration from years back. Um, There's a newer narration, which is DB44769. And if neither of those turn your crank and you just really want to get it under your fingers, which is a perfectly legitimate thing to do, the Braille order number is BR21736. So you got all three there. This is a delightful story about a little girl, Irish-American girl, growing up in Brooklyn at the turn of the 20th century. She is Francie Nolan, and she is just a, a delight to read about because she, her observations are so keen and her, uh, the, the difficulties she deals with in trying to just be a female and uh, the, the second generation of, you know, daughter of, of immigrants um, she has a lot of strikes against her is, is what this is really about. And apparently this is pretty much autobiographical. I don't know for sure how true that is, but it looks like that's the case. Um, she, it, it depicts her life in those tenements and how difficult it was and also how uplifting it was. Um, the family is, is somewhat close and yet the mother loves the brother more than they love than she loves poor little Francie, which creates problem after problem. Her dad's a lovable drunk who can't keep a job, um, but he does capture Francie's heart completely. You could say she's a daddy's girl, and, and that would be accurate. Um, this is her struggle for education and a lot more. A lot of this is very poignant. It's a, it's a great story. Um, it mixes joy and sorrow, richness and want, all in one uh, incredible book. Love and Loss is in here as well. Um, it's just a, I don't know how to close it. It's a clear and very fascinating snapshot of a, of a community that's both cruel and, and kind all in the same community. 
So you you know you'll read about the things that are uplifting, and simultaneously those things that are grinding the lives of these people. And with with a lot of interest, you'll enjoy it. I think um, that's again a tree grows in Brooklyn by Betty Smith. Looks like we have a hand up. We do. We have Gil. So Gil, if you want to come back real quick, we can get okay. you. Yes, I just had a quick question. I, if you said I missed it, Nolan, uh, did you read that uh, Tree in Brooklyn uh, in Braille, or did you read one of those NLS narrate? I cheesed out and read one of the audios. <laughs> okay. No, I I should have I should have read it in Braille. I would have really enjoyed that. I think because I could have put my own uh, brogue Irish accents to those uh, to those parents, you know, and had a big good fun with it. But no, I read one of the audios. I prefer the audio. What, do you yeah, recall me too. which one you read? Me too. Yep. Well, I read recall that one in Braille in school. In oh, did school. you? Yeah. Oh, very cool. See, I, I didn't know why I missed that. We Quick have a thing. Good library. Yeah. It's, it's, well, it's just a classic. It's just a really good book. Of course, they made a movie out of it and all kinds of things. Um, there's a podcast out there called Dedicated with Doug Brunt, B-R-U-N-T, and he interviews authors, and he interviews, well, today he interviewed Scott Brick, the audiobook narrator. And I don't want to advertise other people's podcasts on this one, except that this might be of interest to some of you if you enjoy Scott Brick narrations, as I do. Um, Brunt is an excellent interviewer, actually, and he asks great questions that are thoughtful, and he stays out of the way and lets the guest answer them. Um, so today's interview, as I said, is with Scott Brick, and he talks about the process of narrating an audio book and uh, how he got started, and it's, uh, it's just really good. Again, it's called Dedicated by, uh, with Doug Brunt, and it's, uh, you can download it anywhere you get a podcast. It's, uh, it's well worth your time. He's interviewed people like Lee Child and um, oh, Min Jin Lee, the, the author of Pachinko, and uh, he's had a whole bunch of guests on there that all of them a lot of them have been really good so great stuff have you guys got anything else you want to wrap it up with anything just remember to come next week for the the discussion on lessons in chemistry that should be a fun experience be sure to check out jenny's mailing list there she'll be mailing out all of those links for the books and all that stuff so you can catch up right there what day does that come out jenny usually it comes out on thursday we're traveling this week we're going back to indiana on friday Uh-oh. so i don't think that'll be a big problem except leaving florida in the warm weather but <laughs> it's cold up here bro i'm just telling yeah. you it's yeah. i'm just saying so <laughs> so but we've yeah. got the same studio back in so we're ready to ready to go so thank everybody the moderators perry pam i think she went off into space there a little bit ago but thank you you guys have done a great job thank you yeah and thank you guys thanks everybody always make it so very very interesting and we'll try to come back with more facts and knowledge next week thank you take care all bye-bye